podcast where we attempt to rank every single horror movie ever. This is Ryan, and... This is Quincy. Guess who's back? Back again. (laughs) Guess who's back? Quincy's back. Tell a friend. (laughs) (laughs) See, I I was like, uh, should I... I, I'm gonna... Yeah, we have to. We have to do the thing. Holy shit. Hi. So, Quincy, who have... You you have been out for, I think, the last month. A month month of Sundays, Um, uh, as they say. uh, In a a month of Sundays. Mm -hmm. But I'm back, and so, uh, in order to say thanks for putting up with my personal stuff, uh, we're going to do an entire episode of listener requests. <laughs> Which, in fairness, I can't imagine that uh, our listeners are sitting there going like, damn Quincy, having just had a, a, you know, a second kid and needing to be there and be a good father, I'll never forgive him <laughs> for this. Well, this is uh, audio evidence for the future. So, um, oh, yeah. Ryan, why don't you tell everyone how they can send in a listener request uh, in the future? <clears throat> well, that is a hell of a question. The, the best way to do it, uh, if, you're, uh, if you're a listener of the show and you kind of, you know, you've been thinking that, when, when, like, you know, Millhouse voice, when are they going to talk about Deep Blue Sea? Um, you should send that to rankandvilecast at gmail.com, which is the most reliable way to make sure that you're getting a movie in front of our eyeballs and telling us that, that we need to do it. Now, if for some reason you have a Tumblr and not an email, I don't know if that's possible. You can also... I want um, to meet you if this is the case. You can also put movies in our ask box on Tumblr. But those are the ways to yeah. get it. So let's kick it off. Um, our first requests are from Matt Cox, and he wants us to rank Night of the Living Dead. Holy shit. No no preamble, no like, you know, no Night of the Living Dead is a sort of like no, no, you need you need to do this movie. Like one of the most famous horror movies ever made. And where do we put that on? Now and and so the funny thing about this movie to me is that um George Romero, I don't think he's made any money on this or or well not anymore because you know he's dead. But before his death, I don't think he made any money off of this movie. No, the rights were bungled, and um, it got, like, the rights lapsed, and nobody claimed it, so it became public domain almost immediately. So that's why any time you buy a um, dollar fun pack uh, at Walmart of horror movies, Night of the Living Dead is on it. And that's why there's so many versions of, like, the fan remix, Night of the Living Bread... Um, all that shit is because it's no one holds the rights to it. Yeah, like any any fly by night company can just put out Night of the Living Dead because it's public domain. Um, but it is a stone cold fucking classic, and I think it absolutely. I can't even believe I'm going to say this. I think it might be kind of underrated in 2018. Yeah, I think the I think what's great about Night of the Living Dead is in 2018 it is just as socially conscious as it was when it came out. Oh yeah, like, and, and and to the point where, like, I mean, and George Romero I think was, like Jordan like Jordan Peele specifically in talking about Get Out was like citing this movie as like an important moment in like movies and horror. Yeah, and I think it's so significant that in 1968 you have a black protagonist, and also, spoiler alert, uh, he dies at the end of the movie, which is the best, like, F you. Oh, man, it's so mean and so, like, hey, so I know you've been uh, invested in this protagonist and his journey for the last hour and a half. Thanks for coming out, folks. He's fucking dead, and he just gets plugged in the head by a cop at the end of all of this. Yeah, so I've been reading um, Victor Laval's The Ballad of Black Tom, 
which is the oh, nice. H.P. Lovecraft's The Horror at Red Hook, but from a black man from Harlem's perspective. Fuck yes. It's that, so good. Which, immediately when you when, when you told me about that, it was like, I this is what I want H.P. Lovecraft's um, legacy to be, is just, other, like, just everybody else remixing his shit and doing better things with it. Yeah, yeah. Doing, just taking this old, crusty work and making it good. Um, and that novel, mm-hmm. of course, takes place in the 20s, but still, they have a police shooting in it that feels very prescient. And I mean, it's a it's a contemporary novel written as historical fiction. But like, all of this in 2018 is so fucking relevant, and it matters a yeah. lot. So I would... Oh, and especially in Night of the Living Dead, I think, um, one of the other things that I love about this movie is the fact that... Um, the, the the dude who is in the house in the basement while all this shit is going on that is constantly butting heads, like, I, I think he might be my favorite, like, sleazy weasel dick, this man exists to be a lesson for the other characters character. Yeah. Like, you see that spud face emerge from the basement, and it's like, oh, you're a, you're a little shit dick, aren't you? And he, like, as a, as a character, I... The, the archetypes in this movie, like, I feel like he gets a lot of hate, and Barbara gets a lot of shit for going catatonic and wailing a lot, but... I kind of love her performance as Barbara in this because she is selling it as like, no, she's gone full blue screen of death. She is not here right now. Yeah, and I think that's important because, um, you know, we're in 2018, we're so oversaturated with zombie media. It's kind of hard to think about this, but so many people love to play that. Well, if I was in the zombie apocalypse, I'd go blah, 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 and I would take care. It's like, no, right. you wouldn't. You would go catatonic like Barbara. <laughs> We would all go catatonic, or we would all kill ourselves. Yeah, that's exactly right. Like, if I, if my options were between, like, picking through gravel for bits of beef jerky and getting pursued by the Walking Dead or just putting a bullet in my head, I'm sorry, folks. I'm out. Yeah. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm neither cool nor a badass. And I think it's also, I've known people who were like, yeah, you know, if there was a zombie apocalypse, everybody would come to me because I have lots of guns. And it's like, okay, but here's the thing, though, is... At literally any zombie narrative, um, you can feel the writer leaning in, leaning in, going, "The real monsters are people." <laughs> like, yeah, literally. If, if you're every a cool narrative. guy with a gun, I don't. Yeah, like if you're a cool guy with a gun, I don't fucking trust you in a zombie apocalypse. So, we could not have Get Out without Night of the Living Dead. That is correct. However, Get Out, I think, far surpasses Night of the Living Dead. Really, I do. I think so. See, um, I, I think it. Well, it, well, okay. Why do you why do you take issue? Okay, so I think that it is a pillar of the genre. It's a must see. It is the first and still the best. So that sometimes there's movies that do it first and they're not as good, but right. this one holds up. It is one of the reasons why we're into the movies that we're into. Like, and I'm looking at the top yeah, twenty. That's a good point. You know, Shaun of the Dead could not exist without this. Um, right. Train to Busan cannot exist without this. Get out. Shit, even Texas Chainsaw in terms of, like, DIY filmmaking. Yeah, could not exist without this. So. It's a compelling, well, it's a compelling case, and also, like, I, my, I'm tempted to go with Dawn of the Dead as my favorite George Romero movie, but I legitimately do think that Night of the Living Dead is probably better than Dawn of the Dead, because, it doesn't need to grab you by the lapels and scream capitalism at you to make you get the the allegory of it being in a mall. Oh, I would definitely say um, Dawn is a better movie, but just as a mm-hmm. first, like this 
this film does so much. Right. I mean, Dawn of the Dead is one of my favorite movies, and I, I honestly, I feel like Friday Night Test, I don't know which one I would go with, not Night of the Living Dead or Dawn of the Dead. I don't honestly know. I think I've watched Night of the Dead more than Dawn of the Dead. Mm-hmm. See, I'm the, other, I'm the other way around. Like, I, I saw, I think I've seen Dawn of the Dead almost, I, I, I think the only movie I've probably watched more times than that is probably Nightmare Part 3. Like, I don't know what it is. It's that comfort food viewing where you just, you put on Dawn of the Dead while doing stuff. But I do, th- I, hmm. Okay. Okay, but so tell me about, but, tell me what you're thinking about Get Out. Well, I think I would put Get Out above Night of the Living Dead because, like, when I think of moments in Night of the Living Dead, and maybe this is just retrospect and, and, and time and distance, but when I think of Night of the Living Dead, I don't think of specific moments in it so much. I think of the overall thing itself, right? Like, I'm not thinking of the moment where they get in the truck and try driving to the thing, but it gets fucked up and there are zombies. I don't think of, like, I you know, I... I think of it as just, like, a full movie of just, like, oh, yeah, Night of the Living Dead, where with Get Out, I immediately, in my brain, and you know, can break it down into specific moments that really, really worked and made it great, where with Night of the Living Dead, I almost feel like it's, like, well, it's the inaugural, like, popular zombie movie, so. Yeah, yeah, I wonder how much of that is because of, again, saturation, just we have been so exposed to it that almost even by osmosis, you know about it if you're in the... If you if you pay attention to the genre, you know about it. So oh, that's a good point. Where like if you see if you see like a cliche in a thing, it's like, well, you know why that's a cliche? It's because of Night of the Living Dead. Yeah, my only problem now is Jaws is above Get Out, and I think Night of the Living Dead is better than Jaws. Really? Huh? That's actually I don't know. Gun to my head, I would want to say that Jaws is better than Night of the Living Dead, but. I almost wonder if that's because I'm easily dazzled by things like color filmmaking and effects and so, Steven Spielberg so doing Steven Spielberg. So what is it about Jaws that really pulls you? Because I, I would think, like, in terms of characterization, Jaws definitely wins out. I think the characters in Jaws, like, in Night of the Living Dead, and, and not that you need a happy, feel-good moment for a thing, but the moment in Jaws where it's the three of them, like, on a boat, drinking and being doofuses and comparing scars and then the, the, the USS Indianapolis speech, I would put that above anything in Night of the Living Dead, scene for scene. Yeah, I definitely Get Out and Jaws have way more character development, whereas mm-hmm. Night of the Living Dead is mostly high concept. It's mostly, let's talk about how fucked up race in america is and let's talk about how fucked up you know the world is through this catastrophe yeah like this microcosm for paranoia and and racism and all of these things and also there happened to be like a few dozen zombies trying to murder this it also trips me out that in the 60s they have people straight up naked as zombies there's just several shots of <laughs> right? naked people. And it's like, yeah, of course. Right. Like, yeah, I mean, I'm sure somebody was taking a shower and then they got bitten and now they are doomed to roam the land naked and hungry for flesh. Um, relatable. But I, I would also put Night of the Living Dead. I Honestly, where I would be tempted to put it would be right above Psycho, right under That's where I was thinking, too. I think number six is very respectable. I think so too, and also because I and and the thing is, I love Psycho. I mean, it's number seven on our list, so obviously we're like kind of fond of the movie Psycho. But 
I would put it above that purely uh, because Quincy and, and actually I, I did some research about Psycho after you pointed out the thing at the end that like the coda on Psycho totally fucking ruins the movie that you've got this guy giving an info dump. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Let me appara- explain to you what just happened, you dummy. <laughs> now, yeah, now because you're real stupid. <laughs> um, and, and it's great, but apparently Hitchcock fucking hated that ending, but the studio made him put that in there because they didn't have any faith in the viewer to know what was happening. That really tracks. That <laughs> that makes so much sense. <laughs> and it's almost like detective yeah. fiction tropey, like, you know... We gotta gather everyone in the boardroom and talk about it, but just oh just yeah, really bad. It's really bad. Yeah, it, it's almost like yeah, yeah. He's that guy going like you know. Now I first suspected that the person who stole the diamond, and, and it's that, but it's him going like, hmm, I bet he wanted to fuck his mother. And there's a room full of people that have to listen to this guy monologuing about the guy's Freudian shit. Anyway, so coming in at our new number six, Night of the Living Dead, as requested uh, by Matt Cox. Thank you for that. The second one. Uh, for Matt Cox is Frankenstein meets the Wolfman. Have you seen it? No, I haven't seen it either. Sorry, Matt. <laughs> if you want to send us more, uh, send us more movies because you obviously have a winner. <laughs> but we cannot rank Frankenstein meets the Wolfman because we have not seen it. Yeah, so we'll we'll have to have to make a note for that one. The next one uh, is from our, from our buddy Duncan Parker Newton Gaines. Who, oh, are, are, Quincy, are we ready to do this next movie? Let's do it. I. All right. All right. 1982's The Thing by John Is Carpenter. The Thing better than Halloween? Yes. The Thing is better than Halloween. I, I And I, I say this because, um, and obviously, like, Halloween is very good, but I think, I mean, one would hope that a 1982 John Carpenter's powers are a little sharper and a little more intricate than 1978 John Carpenter's, but I think the reason that, for me, The Thing goes over Halloween is that there's nothing Halloween does that The Thing doesn't also the thing is more integral in john carpenter's like dna as a filmmaker because it is uh the thing from outer space remade it's it's literally i'm gonna make a movie that's just a remake of the movies i grew up loving and that got me into film so it's like so much more where you know, it's weird that John Carpenter makes, like, one of the best slashers of all time and then doesn't really make any other slasher films. Yeah, which I kind of... Uh, also, I'm worried about John. Well, no, okay, I'm not worried about John, actually. But he... So with the new Halloween movie coming out that totally ignores Halloween, H2O, and Resurrection. Um, actually, I think it's ignoring everything between Halloween 2 and now. Um yeah, which, you know, around part five of Halloween when they're bringing in, like, superpowers and cults, and anyway, it gets pretty dicey. But I'm nervous because John Carpenter was shilling for the new Halloween with uh, Jamie Lee and, the, and, and, and that, and he was like, hey, this is going to be a great movie, and I really love what these guys are doing, and instantly what that tells me is, I want money. <laughs> if you give me money, I'll shill for this movie I have not cared about since 1978. Thank you. Yeah. So, so, is the thing better than texas chainsaw massacre Mm, yeah well oh i would say less is more and texas chainsaw massacre makes chicken salad out of chicken shit you're exactly right and actually i was just about to say here's the thing uh the thing is a technical marvel and in in, like the script is 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 perfect and lean and compelling but honestly the final moments of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre with Sally screaming with laughter in the back of that truck, that 
is one of the greatest moments ever in recorded right film. In, in terms of endings which is not a significant spoiler you know what's a better ending mm-hmm. uh sally or kurt russell just being cold well now actually i do love the ending of i mean obviously here's the thing you know we're, we're batting it out for is it number one or number two on our list of like hundreds of horror movies so far um so obviously we're not like shitting on um, either movie, but th- I love the ending of The Thing so much because it's Childs and McReady, you know, acknowledging the futility of their shared distrust. Because once McReady's blown up the Arctic base, and they both know that, like, all right, well, we're probably both going to freeze to death out here, the fact that they share a drink together, if either one of them is The Thing, and they d- and they share that bottle, they could also get turned into The Thing. So at that point, it's both of them kind of quietly acknowledging you could be The Thing, but it doesn't matter now. And they share that drink and it's so perfect yeah that's that is really good but it's not but, the actress actually having a meltdown because she's been <laughs> put through hell during this movie yeah she's probably got ptsd from filming the texas chainsaw massacre not because like oh it was a scary movie like no because it was in the middle of the summer heat and crazy working conditions and she got cut like it was fucking insane so yeah honestly sally scream laughing uh better than sign everything so, it's 1982's so, The Thing is number two. Ah, <laughs> uh, wow, that was actually relatively painless. I was worried, like, oh, this is, we're going to have to go to war, probably. Like, this is... Oh, God, it's The Thing. Um, but, so, the second one from uh, Duncan is Castlevania Season 1, available right now on Netflix. Uh, I love Castlevania. What makes a man, Ryan? Uh, I, wait, what? Oh, <laughs> what does that's that the, the line from the video game. Oh, um, I'm a, I'm a fake nerd boy. I didn't play a Castlevania game until my 20s. Yeah, me neither. I also haven't watched the show because I've watched the first episode, <laughs> like, three times and stopped after the Couldn't first, like, ten minutes every time. Yeah, I can't get into oh, this. there you go. It's, I, Man. I, I got some feelings about anime, as is clear from the show, and this one is just one of those. <laughs> So, so is it oh, better yeah. or worse than Devil Man Crybaby? I will tell you, I've watched more of Devil Man than I've watched of Castlevania. See, here's the thing with Castlevania. I, I, I would say around the... Uh, so, obviously, you know, it was written by Warren Ellis. Uh, and you the Ellis-ness, elitu- the elitude of it, uh, starts poking its face in around episode two. And, you, you, like, there are several moments where I just out loud went, hi, Warren, um, <laughs> after a line of dialogue happened. But honestly, like, Castlevania, I think it's also, as anime goes, if you're going to watch anime, you just have to... Re- it's like horror in the way that when you start getting into it, you just have to resign yourself to the fact that the rest of your life is going to be spent watching a lot of really bad anime. <laughs> like you just it's like with horror like it's just you quietly admit like i'm going to spend a healthy portion of my life watching really really bad horror movies so listen i have not watched much of this but i can't in good conscience allow you to place it above dracula 1972 oh here's the thing dracula 1972 is classic and this is a thing i like a lot yeah so It's, it's it's not quite the same thing so, under that, we have, um, so what's a good floor? What is it absolutely better than? Is it better than Attack on Titan Part 1? Oh, it is definitely better than Attack on Titan Part 1. I would say, actually, if we're um, going with a, a floor for this, 
I'm probably going to put it somewhere around um, the the middle fifties. Like, because it's it's good for what it like. It's not anything groundbreaking, and it's not, you know, it, it's not groundbreaking, and it's not bad. And it's honestly, I I enjoyed the shit out of it. I do. I think it's better than Saw, because it makes sense. Uh, I do not think it's better than Pontypool, um, because I think Pontypool, like, I mean, Castlevania, like, this is just kind of stuff we've seen a million times as done by Warren Ellis, and Pontypool is a twist on zombies I'd never seen before that was really, that, that was pulled off really well. Yeah, but again, that's over all of the Hammer Dracula movies, and that's untenable. Ah, that is untenable. That's true. That's actually, all right. That's a good point. Because In Legend case... of the Seven Golden Vampires is number 76, <laughs> and I have not watched it all, but I don't think there's seven brothers and one sister fighting Hopping Vampires. <laughs> That's actually a good point. Honestly, Hopping Vampires above uh, above everything. So in that case, I would put... All right, all right let's, let's go down the list here. Uh, all right, all right. Season one, Castlevania, Netflix. Uh, I think it is better than Maniac Cop 2. Okay. But... I, I think oh I also think it's better than the Devil's Rejects but oh I found it I found it I do not think it is better than the movie Slaughterhouse from 1987. Yeah, that movie's a real hoot. So that makes love it. um okay so that's right between Slaughterhouse and the Devil's Rejects at number 104 is Castlevania season one. Yeah, thank you, Duncan. Um, the next one oh god damn you, Duncan is uh Open Water. That movie's fucking trash. I hate scroll oh, the fuck. All right, down let's go to the bottom, to the of, the bottom of this bottom. list. <laughs> Just scroll the fuck down. Um, is it worse than the ending of the village? Oh, it's definitely worse yes. than the ending. No, no, the ending of the village was a kind of huh, yeah, all right. And no, no, the the ending of open water just removes any agency that the entire hour and a half just established. Yeah, it's ungracious, it's garbage, it's, you know, hey, I know that you've been trying to get invested in these characters for an hour and a half. Fuck you, dude! And then, uh, you know, it, 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 it wipes its dick on you for daring, for having, you know, having the gall to watch their movie that they made. Um, so, 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 that's worse than Night is Something Strange, I mm, Alright, so that's the question. Is, uh, is it the lowest movie on the list, well, now, or are we being way too hard? I think we... Well, okay, here's the thing. What we need to ask ourselves with uh, Night of Something Strange versus Open Water is, which is worse, an hour and a half of reprehensible garbage or an hour and a half of nothing followed by an insult? Yeah, so when I watched Open Water in the theater, I was down for it. I was watching mm -hmm. it, and then, you know, I felt insulted. Yeah by the ending because you should have whereas with night is something strange i actively disliked it the whole way through right so i feel like going by that i would now i i also think open water at least had a thing which does for me put it above hellraiser revelations but if friday night test if i had to watch uh if i had to do the movie equivalent of chewing on a loaf of wonder bread before throwing it all up at the end like with open water or uh luna de miel again I'm going to watch the main shark movie. Really? Yep. Between that and I... torture for an hour and a half. Well, yeah. Okay, so is it better than... Is Grim One better than Open Water? <laughs> it is not it, it is not as good as open water i can't even believe i'm saying that <laughs> at least in in terms of the way it was constructed and 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 the effort that went into it 
at least there was decent acting in a garbage movie like Open Water, but I refuse to put Open Water above Grime Wave Cockface 3. Okay, so here's the thing. Grime Wave <laughs> Cockface 3 is a uh, movie made with love. It's like... Yes. You know how, like... I don't know about you, my grandma was a real shit cook, but even though her food was bad, it was made with intention, so, like, mm-hmm. you could you appreciate You could taste the love in that food. Yeah, you could taste the love in the burnt biscuit. <laughs> yeah, Grime Wave Cockface 3 is, like, artisanal garbage. It is lovingly handcrafted sewage. Yeah. So, so and I would open water argue... is it has no soul. It has no. It has no heart. Yeah. So that's why I think it should go just right above Gremlin. Yeah, I think that's good. Uh, right. And the thing is also going with the Roger Ebert test of what is it trying to do and how well does it do that. Grime Wave Cockface Three knows exactly what side of the bread its butter is on. It knows what it's about. <laughs> and Open Water fails at being a tense, cool horror movie. All right. So speaking of sharks, Duncan has also requested Deep Blue Sea. <laughs> Yes! Scroll okay. up. <laughs> uh, I... <laughs> there we... <laughs> Immediately. All right, now that we've buried open water at the bottom of this goddamn list, uh, I kind of stand for Deep Blue Sea, which is ridiculous, and I'm stupid, and I know it, but here's the thing. You've got LL Cool J, Thomas Jane as a guy trying to get his life back together. You've got super sharks fucking muscling their way into an underwater station. You've got what, just this movie... It's pure late 90s gonzo science horror horseshit. And here's also the thing. Deepest, bluest, my hat is like a shark's fin. Uh, I love Deep Blue Sea. So it's not better than Haunters. Oh, no, 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 no. But is it better than Gremlins 2? I don't think it's better than Gremlins 2 because um, Gremlins 2... Okay, so if both of them are almost like uh, examples of the the biggest excesses of this time period with Gremlins in the early 90s versus uh, Deep Blue Sea in the late 90s, which, by the way, I love the trajectory of what movies were from 1990 to 1999. Yeah, it's wild. If we're wild. going from Gremlins <laughs> 2 to Deep Blue Sea. <laughs> Just, it's, it's a lot happening. But uh, I think Gremlins 2 is above it purely because there are more moments in it. Because with Deep Blue Sea, I feel like we mostly talk about the log line when we're like, haha, holy shit, Deep Blue Sea. Where with Gremlins 2, we're like, let's talk about the fucking lady Gremlin. Yeah, yeah. And and right below Gremlins 2 is that episode of Black Mirror Playtest. And I think that's way more character development than, frankly, we get <laughs> in a super smart shark movie. <laughs> the fucking... This, I just love that their solution to the problem in this movie was splice the sharks with, hum, with person DNA to make them smarter. It's It's so good. But here's the thing. I do think for nonsense horror movies, I think it's better than Cat in the Brain. Yeah, yeah. So, so then let's make Deep Blue Sea our new number seventy-one, right below Playtests and right above Cat in the Brain. Fuck you, Fulci. Yeah, seventy-one. <laughs> uh, Deep Blue Sea. Thanks, Duncan. Uh, and and Duncan, that that what a goddamn hoot. Thank you, thank you for those specific movies. Okay, so our next um, requests are from our dear friend Caitlin, and Caitlin wants us to rank Hush. I hate Hush really? as a movie. Okay, yeah, why I'll, do you yeah, hate I, it so I, much? Well, I'll tell you why. Um, and this almost isn't even... Well, okay, it is fair to the movie because it affects the movie. But um, So obviously, uh, if you haven't seen Hush, Hush is about a, um, a deaf mute uh, lady out uh, living by herself out in the woods. Um, 
and she's like trying to get her life together or whatever and uh it's a home invasion movie where it's this guy and he's like meh you know he's like trying to break into her house and kill her and stuff and this it, it goes on for about an hour and a half and so that uh, and then uh, eventually she she kills him and she's alive at the end of it now the reason this movie sucks, I feel like uh, I, I've got the, like, Chris Jericho, like, giant scroll of paper of, like, my list of a thousand and four holes um, for, for why I don't like Hush. But I'll, uh, to, to give you the short list of why I don't like Hush, um, A, first and foremost, did not get a deaf or mute actor to play the lead role. It was the writer of the film who was like, mm, I bet I could play a deaf person. Yeah, and, uh, yeah that sucks. Yeah, and... And a shitload of actual deaf people were, you know, trying to message her, like, hey, your sign language in it looks like garbage. You're, you know, like, they, they gave her, like, a giant list of reasons for, like, why, why your portrayal looks nothing like an actual deaf-mute person going through the situation. And she was a huge fucking di- Like, she and the, and the director were huge dicks online when people were like, um, you know, did you ever think of maybe casting an actual deaf actor in the role? She's like, well, no, I didn't, because I'm pretty sure, you know, I, I knew that I could do it better than anyone else could because I wrote it, and she was just a huge dick about anybody who was like, yeah, but you made the movie worse by the fact that you didn't get a person who actually is deaf to portray a deaf person. Um, so that, that fucks with the movie. The other thing about the movie that doesn't work for me is that he doesn't break into the house because reasons. Like, yeah, it's just like local crossbow pervert. Well, <laughs> <laughs> because local crossbow pervert could just like dr- do an Okada dropkick through the front window and come in and kill her. But he's like, no, I'm not going to just come in and kill you. I'm going to annoy the shit out of you for an hour and a half. And he doesn't yeah, just pester you. Yeah, I'm just going to I'm just going to be really annoying. Uh, and then like so there was that. Um, I think the effects were OK. There were some cool moments, but. I, I don't know. It feels... And then there were, like, characters that, like, hey, I'm going to toddle up to the house just to see how it's going. And their entire purpose is to get murked by the crossbow pervert. And then the other... And the last thing, and I'm not going to... I'm, I'm, I'm going to try not to shit on Hush too much, but um, the, the, the one thing that I was like, okay, the thing that could have made this movie salvage itself, at the very end, when crossbow pervert is in the house... And he's trying to, you know, he's, he's closing in on her, and she suddenly slams this thing that makes this loud, horrible screeching noise, and, and it, like, blinds him. And, you know, you think for a moment, like, okay, is this how she turns the tables on him? Is that, like, yeah, I might be deaf and mute, but you're blind right now, motherfucker. And, like, she, you know, ha- actually has some way to do something cool with it. He gets over the, the being blinded by the thing in two seconds, and it doesn't matter. And... There, you're not really left with anything at the end of it. She just kind of kills him, and it's like, all right, sorry your knife was ruined by crossbow pervert, but you're alive? Yeah, yeah. I think about, like, better movies where the protagonist survives. Like, my go-to is the original Hills Have Eyes, how, like, the oh, end yeah. of that movie is normal father becomes worse than the killers oh yeah well yeah like i'm not gonna kill you i'm going to murder you and like that scene i in my head canon goes on for another like 15 minutes after (laughs) the camera stops rolling (laughs) yeah so you know the head you know in drive when ryan gosling's character like stomps that guy in the elevator and it's just so much that it's like (laughs) a pulp on the floor like that's what happens at the end of that movie oh my god yeah like where it's just you know like and and this is the sort of in order to become a monster you need to become way worse and way scarier 
than than the monster. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm looking at Better Watch Out as 179 as another movie that takes directly from Home Alone. Oh, another home and... invasion movie that doesn't really go anywhere. No, no, literally Macaulay Culkin Home Alone. <laughs> like both of them are direct references to yeah. Home Alone. Oh, oh, no, wait, no, not Better Watch Out. I was thinking of a different Christmas horror movie, um, um, Seasons Greetings. Um, I was, I was, where, where it's the evil, uh, or no, 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 Good Tidings, excuse me. Good with, Tidings. Yeah, yeah, tidings. Seasons. Seasons Greetings is another one <laughs> that we sick. haven't covered yet. Fuck's sake. Um, yeah, Better Watch Out, I do think Hush is, okay, so if I'm going with two movies that I fucking hated, I'm probably putting Hush over Better Watch Out. Would you put Hush over Bud the Chud? Oh, yeah. Yes, and probably also thinner. It's probably... Really? Because, like, okay, so let's talk about insensitivity, which is more, like, textually thinner is more insensitive. Oh, because it's anti-Romani and fat-phobic and shitty. Yeah. But, Hush... And the thing is also, like... I'm, you know, even if I'm trying to do death of the author, like, even if I knew nothing about the director and writer of this film and how they responded to criticism, it would inform the movie still and be, although, you know, I'm not deaf or mute, so I, you know, if I had just watched it and hadn't known all of that stuff, I don't know if I would have been like, dude, what the fuck, that makes no sense. So, like, as a movie... Hmm. I'm looking at this list, and I actually think it goes nearer to Crimson Peak. You know... Actually, I, hmm, yeah, yeah. All right, if we're being reasonable about Hush, yeah, it's. I would say, honestly, it's probably above Deathbed, but right below Crimson Peak. Okay, so that is the new number 158 is Hush. Now, yeah. Caitlin has also requested us to rank Creep. Now... Creep 2 is better than Creep. That's true. I think Creep actually has a lot of really cool shit that it does. Yeah, it's it's a really good movie. It's it's one of the better found footage kind of things, yeah. in my opinion, the, I would have... of late. Especially because we have this whole mumble gore found footage renaissance with mm-hmm. like VHS and all that, and this takes that and actually does something clever with it. It does, and also I think the only thing, honestly, I am on board with this movie and and, and how, it, it honestly to me, it is fan-fucking-tastic up until the third act, which leaves the dude's house and goes back to the protagonist's house, and it, it, does, it, it kind of doesn't know what to do with itself once the guy gets out of the house. Yeah, yeah, it, it definitely gets week in the third act so i'm trying to think however of what that's however the ending of this also it unintentionally makes me laugh my ass off which is like camera static camera setup filming the protagonist sitting on a bench and killer from creep slowly walks up wearing the peach fuzz the wolf mask and just like slowly approaches him from behind with a giant wolf mask in total silence and slowly raises an axe and kills him and it's I don't know why or what's wrong with me, but it's so goddamn funny. Yeah, it is a little cartoonish. So at number 80, we have Mickey Keating's Darling. Mm-hmm. See, I don't care for Darling. Yeah, I think that Creep is better than Darling. See, but uh, for the, the problem for me is that I think Candyman is better than Creep. Oh, you're right. Okay, so then let's actually look. Come to think of it, 
it's not better than the Untamed. That needs to be our new gateway. It's just like oh yeah, it's better than that. Oh, the the Untamed needs to be the locker room leader that everybody has to has to get past uh, on on the list. However, uh, all right, wait. Let's start with um, this is better than the Neon Demon. First of all, yeah, yeah. So I think it's better than Jennifer's body. Really? I think Jennifer's body has similar Act Three problems, but. Mm-hmm. Creep saves itself because it has a good ending, whereas Jennifer body Jennifer's body has like five bad endings in rapid succession. <laughs> That's actually a fucking great point. Um, I are, so is it better? I well, okay. Here's the thing. I do think Creep is better than it 2017. I do not think it's better than Hellraiser 2. Okay. Okay. So then, let's put it under Low Life because that is an amazing movie, and above it because Low Life rolls. Yeah. So, yes. so yes. number ninety-two is Creep. Thanks, Caitlin. Yeah, and, and yeah, Caitlin, that was that was wonderful because like immediately I saw a Creep and was like, now nah, we're fucking talking. So the next one on the list is um, from our buddy uh, Alan Cancinos. Uh, he's wanting us to do uh, a few. Let's see if we've actually seen these. The Imposter from twenty twelve. Have you seen it? Haven't seen it. It's a documentary. I have not seen it. Um, the the one after that uh, is now Jesus Camp from two thousand. We cannot rank we... Jesus Camp. I get it. <laughs> it's it's, but like it's not I mean, it even true crime. It's not even like actual true crime. It's like yes, it is crime, Alan. I get it, but it's like <laughs> no. Oh shit! I just realized what it is. Jesus Camp from two thousand six is basically everything is terrible a decade early. Yeah. Yeah. That's what that is. It's, like, this is a movie... Like, Jesus Camp is a series of clips that would be from Everything is Terrible now. But also, yeah, I don't think it's a horror that. movie. <laughs> yeah, can't write that. All right, now we're talking. Have you seen We Need to Talk About Kevin? No, I have not. Have you? I have. Um, it is really fucking good. Uh, it made me very, very, very uncomfortable. Um, now, I, I think the other thing with the we need to talk about Kevin is that, especially in 2018 with the number of mass shootings that are just constantly fucking happening, yeah. it's hard not to look at it through that prism of I am extra scared for, of, you know, of this movie because of what's going on right now. Um, however, however, uh, if I'm going to put it uh, on a place, or on a place, uh, at a place on the list, I feel like I would want to put we need to talk about Kevin... Um, I do not think it is better than Taste the Blood of Dracula. Yeah. However, I I do think it is also probably, I, I hate to say this, a little better than Seeding of a Ghost. Because the Gonzo third act of Seeding of a Ghost, while, while I adore it and it's my favorite thing ever, I feel like the entirety of We Need to Talk About Kevin is probably a better movie. So, so is we need to talk about Kevin better than Maniac? And actually, there I would stop because I think Maniac um, does. A, I think it's a better movie, like the entirety of the movie, and also because of the performances, and also because of its effect on horror and its influence on the genre. Where we need to talk about Kevin is almost kind of a, I don't know, it's kind of preaching to the choir about a lot of stuff. Okay, so number sixty-six is we need to talk about Kevin. Yeah, thank you, Alan. Um, now, the next Alan up, wants us um, to rank Moon. Is that a horror movie? I have never seen Moon. I have not either. So, so we can't <laughs> so, do Moon. Um, have you seen Compliance? 
I have not seen Compliance. Have you seen Compliance? No. So so we're going to have to table Moon and Compliance for now, because those are movies I want to come back to. Um, mm-hmm. Alan also wants us to see Snow, uh, Rank Snowpiercer. Have you seen Snowpiercer? I, I, that's, I, I'm a terrible... If, if, if it was made in the last decade, probably I have not seen it. Uh, I know that I need to see Snowpiercer, and I have, have not seen it yet. Okay, have you seen Soylent Green? Oh, I've seen Soylent Green. Okay, so let's table uh, some of Alan's requests, and we'll come back to him. And mm-hmm. Soylent Green from 1973. Soylent Green. So I think, uh, and this is going to sound ridiculous, I think outside of the cultural meme of Soylent Green and the surrounding like it's it's a pop culture like staple like everybody knows what soil and green means um i think outside of the big reveal th- this movie is a bit of a slog it's kind of tough to get through for me okay so where do slogs go on the list uh slogs i would put around um let's see let's see let's see okay uh happy hunting i do think it's better than happy hunting but it's not as good as motel hell Okay, so coming in at number something. Uh, 144. 144. Excuse me, me, 145 would be the new one. Right, the new number 145 is Soylent Green. It's people. Uh, (laughs) Nah. (laughs) So you've you've never seen it? No, I haven't. I mean, you've, you've, you've basically seen it. So, so full disclosure, the way I do this, uh, when I haven't seen a movie, I've been working from the top of the list. <laughs> so, like, that one, <laughs> it's going to be a while <laughs> if I ever get around to it. Okay, the oh, next holy movie, holy shit, uh, Brittany Fernandez requests the movie Cut from 2000. Have you seen this movie? Yeah. Oh, I've seen Cut. Um, With fucking, it oh, it's so Molly good. Ringwald. It's Molly love, Ringwald. I, I didn't know this movie existed until uh, I met up with Brittany and Jesse at uh, NXT in in town, mm-hmm. and they handed me their DVD of it. And holy <laughs> shit, it's wonderful. Well, it's it's Molly Ringwald and also Kylie Minogue, like uh, you know Australian pop star, and it's um, holy shit, it is gory, it's bizarre, it involves getting tongues chopped out it's weirdly um it's it's it name drops scream in the movie while trying to be a scream style movie and the character starts doing one lines like freddy oh yeah which i mean and at that point especially in the year 2000 i feel like there should be a law on the books that anything that was done in the year 2000 can be legally forgiven because it was a it was a different time um, and and th- there were there were no rules and everybody was just you know huffing paint culturally, um, but in terms of like meta commentary on horror, it's really good. Yeah, so it's really good, but it's not as good as the remake of Black Christmas. Yeah, I would agree. I think Black Christmas does a better job of sort of. I I think the tone is a little uh, more well formed in the Black Christmas remake. Yeah. Like it's 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 the same it's the same sort of snark, but it's it's sort of it's got more hair on its chest, I guess. So is it better than Santa's sleigh? It is better than Santa's sleigh. Okay, so then our new number one thirty five is cut from the year two thousand. Yeah, um, and, and once again, Brittany, holy shit, this uh, 
I, I was so, like, as soon as I saw this on the list, I've just now queued up cut to watch it again because I just love that goddamn movie so much. Um, the next one on the list is from our buddy Ian. Hi, Ian. Uh, he requested, now here we go, Creep 2. Okay, so um, let's scroll back up to Creep 1. <laughs> <laughs> so it's better than Creep 1, right? Yeah, it's definitely better because they fixed the script problem um so it, it yeah it fixes the main script problem from um like the third act problem that creep has uh but also i think that actor is a little more he's a little nervier and a little weirder in, in creep too like it's almost yeah, like the movie it, knows that you know he's a, a dirty little weirdo and it's just not even trying to keep the ambiguity going of like oh no i mean is he basically a good guy now here's my question is Creep 2 better than a lot of Black Mirror episodes? Because it's like reality <laughs> TV, am I right? Oh, yeah. Oh, totally. It, it does this with the um, <laughs> social media. Um, but, yeah, no, Creep 2, I think... Uh, also, the ending is a lot stronger, I think, in Creep 2. Here's the problem. Mm -hmm. Creep 2 is not better than The Untamed. Oh, listen... As much as I love weirdo looking for a friend but keeps killing them, nothing is as good as everybody in town is fucking the monster. Yeah. Like, so, that's, it's, The Untamed is so good. Is Creep 2 better than The Devil's Candy? I would say, actually, it is better than The Devil's Candy, but not as good as The Untamed. Okay, so then that makes Creep 2 our new number 87. Yeah. Thank you, Ian. Um, and then the second one from uh, Ian. I uh, is Entrance from 2012. I have not seen Entrance. Have you? Entrance is a perfect movie. I love it. Oh, shit. With all of my heart and soul. It is the first Mumblegore movie I ever saw. It is the best Mumblegore movie you'll ever see because it is fucking boring. It doesn't make any sense until the end of the movie and then everything goes to hell and you're like, holy shit, what's happening? It is better than house of the devil uh because it does what house of the devil does but it you can see the joints and seams a little bit more and it just makes it more charming see that makes sense I, to me because i hate house of the devil i i have no difficulty believing that this is better than house of the devil so the highest uh mumblegore adjacent movie on our list is green room at oh man one mm-hmm I would say this is better than MFA. No, I would say mm -hmm. it's better than Prevenge, but not as good as Pet Cemetery. That seems like a pretty good place to put it on the list, especially for, like, apparently, like, the best Mumblegore movie. Yeah, yeah. If you haven't seen Entrance, go watch it right now. It's so fucking good. Yeah, I need to. All right, so our new number 33, Entrance from 2012. Um, and then the one after that uh, from On Ian Ian's is... list is The Sacrament. <clears throat> have not seen it, have you? No, I have not seen that one. Bummer, so I'll have to uh, and uh, shell the that one. next one, we'll, we'll table that one. Um, I'm waiting to get it from the library, so we'll, we'll watch it. Oh, that nice. Um, your next is the next on Ian's list. <laughs> I. All right, here's the thing with your next. I hated it the for the first 15 minutes of watching it. And then as, I feel like as soon as the twist happens in the movie cops to what it's trying to do, it becomes an absolute joy. Yeah, I think it's also great because it's a parody of... It's clearly a movie made by director friends, and it's a parody of 
like those people. This kind of movie. Well, I mean, you've got Ty West getting shot in the head as a as a as a character in this. Yeah. Um, and I honestly like your next like I when when it was trying to act like it was a straightforward movie and it was like trying to get me on board with this family and their conversation and the acting was so bad and and it was so. I was, like, loudly roasting it with some people the first time that I saw it, and then as soon as the twist happened and we all realized what was going on, then the tone changed. So is it better than Ash vs. Evil Dead? I think Ash vs. Evil Dead is better than your next. So, scrolling down... Is it better than Demon Knight, Tales from the Crypt? Uh, I hate to say this because I love Demon Knight, but... Yeah, I think it's probably better than Demon Knight, but I think Tragedy Girls is a little better than your next. For sure. So our new number 61 is going to be your next. Yeah. Um, Thanks, Ian. Awesome. Um, yeah, okay, thank you for that. So our next list comes from Dustin Kramer. He wants us to rank Vampire Hunter D. Man, this movie, I thought it would hold up. It does not. Uh, and, and this was one of the first animes I ever I ever saw in my life, was at a, at a sleepover some kid brought Vampire Hunter D. And I think, honestly, Vampire Hunter D Bloodline, I think, holds up pretty well. Vampire Hunter D from 1985, uh, I think it's classic. I think it was very important for what it was, and also it is butt cheek. So, like, how bad are we talking? Like, worse than heavy metal? Or... Oh, worse than worse than heavy metal because it does it almost doesn't even have the strength of its convictions to be smutty, in a lot of ways. Like heavy metal knows what the fuck it's about uh, it, in a way that Vampire Hunter D doesn't. Where it's like, okay, well in Vampire Hunter D we definitely need uh, for there to be the gratuitous anime shower scene. We definitely need some titties flopping out at a certain point because it's 1985 and this is an anime. Um, but it kind of it it I don't know. Uh, it's not. Like, the dialogue specifically makes no sense and is very bad. Okay, so is Vampire Hunter D better than Gantz O? It is better than Gantz O. All right, now now we're somewhere. So, <laughs> so go back in time to uh, fifth grade sleepover Ryan. Mm-hmm. Would he rather watch a, a DVD <laughs> of Undertaker uh, casket matches or Vampire oh. Hunter D? Oh, I probably would have been I uh, at fifth grade Ryan. I would have probably I, I would have rather watched Vampire Hunter D from nineteen eighty five. So I feel like, for what it is as the sort of um, sleepover anime movie uh, that uh, so many people I know also had the same experience, I would definitely put it above the uh, the Undertaker match. However, I also think it's not as good as the WNUF Halloween special. Okay, so um, is it better than Beyond the Gates? I would argue it's not. I would agree it's not. I think Beyond the Gates is a little is more competently done than the original Vampire Hunter D. So we're looking at just above the Undertaker, just below Beyond the Gates. Yeah, I think that's a pretty respectable showing. I mean, Barbara Crampton. Barbara fucking Crampton. So number one sixty three is Vampire Hunter D. Now the next movie uh, Dustin wants us to rank is Blood: The Last Vampire. Have you seen this one? Nope, never seen it. I have not. Sorry, Dustin. The final movie is Lily Cat. Have you seen Lily Cat? I have not seen Lily Cat. Oh, buddy, I have. Lily Cat is also available (laughs) on Crunchyroll if you guys want to go watch it. So Lily Cat is Alien, like the first Alien movie, except there is a cat who is actually a robot that is piloting the ship, and there is a bacteria that 
that starts lumping bodies onto itself to make this awful anime monster. Holy shit. So it's basically like Alien if Jonesy the Cat was the alien. If the alien was just a amoeba of corpses. <laughs> it is Holy shit. very... So, so we were talking about the anime I don't like. The anime I do like is this 80s, like, the future is all floppy disks and <laughs> <laughs> lens flash. This is my, my jam. So... Um, uh, it is enjoyable now. Full disclosure: I watched it while I was very sleepy the other night, <laughs> so um, the ending kind of peters out, and it's like I don't care. Um, it's if we're talking about alien fan fiction, the short film Zygote is better because uh, mm-hmm. this is you know just that. Uh, but it w- it's definitely somewhere in this area now. I would argue heavy metal is probably more important, so that it should go above mm-hmm. it too. Um, well, shit, I'd rather watch Curious George again, but maybe I'm a little <laughs> biased for that. <laughs> right, you've 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 been watching a lot of Curious George lately. Listen, I watched Halloween Boofest yesterday. That movie holds up. <laughs> You realize you could be the first person ever to get a Curious George of Halloween Boo Fest um, no-noggin tattoo. <laughs> Watch I'm out. I'm just saying, if you, if you got a no-noggin tattoo, I, you would be the only one who had ever gotten it. I love that um, the man in the yellow hat is a skeptic, and he's like, how could no-noggin's foot reach this far away? He's like, <laughs> he's like if it's he's under the tree his... and we're on the road, you don't have enough room for that. <laughs> He's scullying his son, who is a monkey. So anyway, it's not as good as Curious George, but I'd say it's better than Murder Party. So I'd mm-hmm. put it at 147. Yeah, I feel like I dunk. On, I feel like we dunk on Murder Party a lot, which is fine because it's not. Well, okay, it's it's delightful as a kind of. Huh, yeah, hipsters certainly were a thing, but okay. beyond that, nothing. Okay, really. the thing that that's okay with dunking on Murder Party is the same director made goddamn Green Room, so it's okay to dunk on its earlier work. And Blue Ruin. Like, surely we can dunk on Meet the Feebles. Yeah. Because Peter Jackson eventually made uh, the Hobbit movie. So there's, you know, it's a a bell curve. Anyway, I believe that is all the time we have for this week. Yes. Um, Quincy, where can our listeners find us online? Well, we can be found on Twitter at Rankin Vilecast, where we're both pretty active. We have an Instagram at Rankin Vile. We have a Tumblr, rankinvile.tumblr.com. Um, if you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please uh, rate and review us. Uh, please tell your friends about us. If you are wanting to listen to this on a um, app that's not Apple uh, and you want us to look into getting on that app, shoot us an email at rankandvilecast uh, rank at gmail.com. We'll see what we can do. There were some issues with some people were listening to us on player.fm and that website is weird. Um, but uh, we're looking into that. Um, and yeah, send us more listener requests because it's fun to to go through movies that are not our, you know, wheelhouses normally. And also because you know that you can drop bombs on us like, hey, rank the thing, and then watch us slowly turn into the the uh, the two-headed, um, mutilated, horrible corpse from the, the Norwegian base in the thing as we merge together into a screaming, sad organism trying to figure out whether we like the thing better than Texas Chainsaw Okay, Massacre. the majority of the movies in the top ten are listener requests. 
<laughs> so like left to our own device yeah please save us from ourselves left to our own devices yeah. we are out the here majority of scraping. the bottom 10 are our selection <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so, like the majority of our top 10 is listener requests so you could easily uh, uh slip something in that that we have to acknowledge is a, is a goddamn stone cold masterpiece and put it in the top 10 or if you request a thing like I Frankenstein, which has now become, I think, our shortcut movie for the worst thing that has ever happened to me personally. Have a good week, y'all. I'm going to go to bed. Yes, <laughs> very sleepy. Bye.